So you have your custom written training plan. You've been counting all your macros. You've researched the latest muscle building supplements. You've got your cool gym wear on and you've got goals of building muscle and dropping body fat because you've heard that that's possible. All this in place. And then what do you do? You go into a gym and train, quite frankly, like a wet flannel. Meet your host, Andy Naylor. Andy is a men's physique transformation expert, competitive physical champion, and a multi-six-figure business owner who has helped thousands of busy, high-achieving men get into the best shape of their lives and reconnect with their inner alpha. On this show, Andy is going to share with you his playbook on feeling healthy again, avoiding the common pitfalls successful men fall into, dropping 20 to 30 pounds of fat, and building a physique you can finally be proud of. And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality. Let's go. So, Alphas, welcome back to the show. Andy Naylor here, CEO, founder of Naylor by Design and host of the Optimal Alpha Podcast. So today is today's going to be a little bit of a rant, uh, but hopefully a rant with a purpose. And the purpose is always to help. Um, we need to make a, a, a point about something that can make us all aware of our shortcomings and therefore aware of opportunities in our training. So let me start by saying very quickly here that I believe that training is the key and the catalyst to change. Training is the key and the catalyst to change. Yes, obviously diet is important, but if you desire the best physique, your ideal physique and overall outcome, then I would put it to you that you probably most likely need more muscle. And that doesn't necessarily be, have to be a huge amount of muscle, but more muscle is generally always good for, to a degree. You probably need to be a little bit stronger, maybe a little bit more mobile, a bit more agile, and of course, leaner. And diet alone has zero chance of achieving all of this. So wave bye-bye to the it's 80% nutrition bull crap. It isn't 80% nutrition, okay? Let's just say that you've got your nutrition nailed, like whatever that actually means, because there's levels of what that could be for an individual. But let's just say you've, you've got a, a, a food plan in place, you're counting your calories, you're looking at your macros, and you've got that all in place. So now you need that nutrition to do something for you, okay? You're eating great. And I mean, look, if just dropping weight is all you want to do, and I'm not belittling that because that could change somebody's life, but if, if just dropping weight, then yes, you could just eat less. Just stop eating, right? To always, always take a solution to its furthest end and see what might happen. Here's an example, right? If you want to just drop weight, just stop eating. You will drop weight, but will you end up with the best outcome? I would say no. You're going to get poorly, probably ill, malnourished. You're going to lose muscle. You're going to end up in a big of a problem, right? So clearly then the answer is diet is not just the way forward. So we, the, we've we got our food nailed. We now need that nutrition to do something, fuel something, repair something, recover, growth, progress. That's what the nutrition is in place for. But nutrition isn't going to do that. It's only training that provides the stimulus necessary for change. 
depending on what the change is, granted. But if our change is to have an ideal physique, in other words, the things I said above, bit stronger, more agile, more muscle, etc., then training is the stimulus. We need our body to change and adapt to become more. Okay. And there are there are rules and principles around this. The most simple and straightforward one that I'll cover today, or I'm just going to mention now, is is said. Specific adaption to imposed demand. Said S-A-I-D. Specific adaption to an imposed demand. So the said principle basically states that the human body will adapt specifically in response to the demand and stresses placed upon it. Okay. Yeah. So yes, dieting itself is a stress and a demand. So if we just dieted and cut calories, the demand and the stress is that the body has to produce additional energy for us to move about. So we'll lose weight. We'll just, we'll lose everything, muscle and fat. Okay. So, but dieting, just nutrition will not grow muscle on its own. There's no, there's no reason for a change in food to grow muscle, make you stronger. The stimulus only comes from placing muscle tissue. Well, technically, the stimulus that we're looking for here comes from placing muscle tissue under tension, under load. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that we could go into, but that's the crux of it, right? And then progressing that tension and load over weeks and months. That's it. We could talk about progressive overload and all the systems behind that, and I have done in previous episodes. You can go back and listen to them. But underpinning all of this is putting a muscle under tension. Um, the, con- the concept is super simple, okay? It's not easy, but it's simple. You put essentially your body safely in a position that it cannot handle, just, just slightly can't handle. It was just slightly too much, okay? That's how we get muscular damage, okay? And then that's what the nutrition is going to come back and repair. So, your body basically has no option, if done correctly, to go off and adapt to that muscular damage that we've just created by training. It has to go off and adapt, repair itself, and get a little bit stronger just in case it has to do it again. Your body is an adaption machine. You place it under the right stresses and demands. It's like, mm, okay, I might have to do this again. I'm going to be prepared. Because your body has one mm, kind of one or two goals, right? Your body has one goal, keep you alive long enough to pass on your genes. Basically, if we want to boil, maybe there's others, but I think if you want to boil it down far enough, your body does a really damn good job of doing a whole lot of stuff in the background, even though you're probably trying to pull it in the opposite direction for half your life, of keeping you alive as long as it possibly can so that you can pass on your genes. That's called evolution. You can argue with that as much as you like, but that's basically what's happening, right? So your body is going to, okay, this muscle has been put under a stress. It has become damaged. I'm going to use that amazing nutrition that they seem to be giving me, and I'm going to get stronger, slightly bigger, in case it happens again. That is a stimulus to change. It is that simple. Yes, putting it into practice is a lot more difficult. So hopefully we now are all on the same page and agree that training is key. But then what does training mean? Now, again, let's just keep it on the same page that we're talking about maybe creating an ideal physique. Okay, There's training for all sorts of other things. Let's just keep it in one place for now. We're talking about creating an ideal physique. So essentially, more muscle, less fat. 
if you want to boil it down to simple stuff, it's more muscle, less fat. Yes, there could be injury prevention and rehab work and agility and balance and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. But let's keep it simple, right? Simple is good. More muscle, less fat would probably do a lot of people a lot of good. So in, in a sense of that, what does training mean? Does it mean going into a gym and lifting weights and using machines? Think about that. Answer that in your own mind right now. Does training to you mean going into a gym and lifting weights and using machines? Is that what training is? If our goal is to build muscle into that? Absolutely not. It's what you're going to do. You're technically going to go into a gym and lift weights, use machines. But what I see is people just sitting on stuff, generally moving stuff, just, just sitting down, moving stuff. Like, because that's what they're supposed to do, because that's the direction the machine goes in with absolutely zero intention behind what they're doing at all. Now, I caveat this. I'm not having a go at people. I'm not pointing a finger at people. Like, I'm not saying I'm perfect. There's probably stuff that I do that I don't do well that I should improve at. And yes, I can think of what those might be. I'm not pointing the finger at anyone individually. However, the quality of training around the world generally isn't very good because what happens is, is most people go into a gym, and this is understandable, right? This is, and this was also me for the first five years of my training life. This was exactly what I did, right? Because I was a little bit nervous in the gym, a little bit timid. Everyone was huge. I hadn't got a clue what was going on. So what did I do? I just went in and copied. I just went in into the gym, watched other people, and copied them. Which is probably what most of us do when we walk into a gym, because we're like, "What the hell is going on in here? What does all this stuff do?" Oh, that person looks like they're know what they're doing, I'm going to copy them. It's a survival mechanism, if you want to think about it. But the reality is, is then the quality, the technical quality of training around the world is pretty shit, basically. People just move stuff, lift stuff, throw stuff around with not a lot of thought. Again, it's not a criticism. It's just the way it is. Not a lot of thought, not a lot of process. Now, not a lot of grit, not a lot of desire, and not a lot of heart. The technical stuff will just shove to one side for a minute. That's technical stuff that can be taught and learned. But the grit, the desire, the heart, that is stuff that has to come from inside you. That has to come from you. I can't teach you that. You can't be coached that, I don't think. It has to, it has to come from inside. So what I see are people ticking boxes. And that has been me as well, right? So again, it's not a criticism. I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers. But people are ticking boxes and basically wasting their own time, making little or probably very much none real discernible progress, you know, in moving forward to their ideal physique. Look around a gym next time you're in there and maybe, again, without pointing fingers and without belittling people, look at people's physiques. Has it changed much in the last six months? Have they, have they truly improved in the last year? Most people haven't, generally speaking. Okay, maybe people are fine with that, but I doubt it. I would say that folks are going into a gym because they want to see change. They want to see progress for the most part. But for then for the most part, they train like they, it doesn't mean something to them. If there's no reason, if, well, if, the, if the reason for change is not deep enough inside you, painful enough, then you're never going to train hard enough well enough to get the result that you want okay if the pain is there if the desire is there inside you you would train harder T training to build muscle is really hard 
I would say most people as they start into the gym world would suggest that probably losing body fat is more difficult because that's probably what most people have really only ever tried to do for, for the beginning part, right? Because dropping body fat is a lot. That's what we all need to do at some point. All of us need to do that at some point. So building muscle, and I mean, I mean really going to build muscle. One thing that happens a lot is when people drop body fat, they think they're building muscle because their shape changes. They're like, I'm building muscle and dropping fat. Nah, you're not. You're just getting leaner and shape is appearing, which is awesome. There's definitely an idea, you know, when you're getting down to a certain level of body fat, you lose 10 pounds of weight, fat, you look 10 pounds bigger because shape and definition and cuts and grooves and things appear. You're not probably building muscle, you're just changing shape. And that's awesome. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, but building building actual new muscle tissue is really bloody hard, especially if you've been training a while. If you've been training a few years, it just gets tougher and tougher and tougher, right? You're getting diminishing returns on the effort that you're putting in, okay? It's going gonna, it's gonna to take far more than you realize to put on any real amount of muscle tissue. You need to force your body into change. And I mean force it, right? Because your body wants to stay exactly where it is. It's called homeostasis. Your body basically is probably, probably very happy where it is, right? Happy. Because it's able right now to keep you alive, to pass on your genes in a very easy way. It doesn't have to do a lot, right? It's not having to conserve energy. It's not having to build tissue. It's, it's just happy. So you've, if you want, if you want a better physique and you want your ideal physique, you've damn well got to force it. You've got to send a signal to your body that is so loud and clear that it gets the message. You give it no choice. And training like a wet flannel isn't going to cut it at all, at all. Alphas, I interrupt this show with a simple message. This show is here to benefit you and your progression to the best version of yourself. But not only just you, it's also here to benefit the people around you, your loved ones, your friends, other alphas in your vicinity. So why not do a really cool thing today? Something that I would thank you for and maybe someone else would. Share this podcast with at least one other alpha out there who you know would benefit from it. Why not share the information, share the ability for someone else to grow? I'm sure they would thank you. I 100% would absolutely thank you. This podcast only grows by our listeners, our followers doing amazing things like giving us five-star reviews, downloading podcasts, subscribing, and then, of course, sharing it with other people. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Share it with one person. And, of course, drop us a five-star review, download the podcast, and, of course, subscribe. And now back to the show. So I think I see, sadly, I watch people in gyms all around the place, and I see, I think, the vast majority just simply don't push themselves anywhere close to their potential in terms of what they could potentially do in the gym. Now, that could be because they're learning a movement. That makes sense. If I do something for the first time or even for the first few times, I'm not actually trying to find my potential at that point, trying to learn the movement, trying to learn the skill, trying to get used to how that feels and you know, even different types of chest press. A chest press is a chest press, but they're all different angles. Some converge, some don't. Some have different paths. Some load in different ways. They get heavier as you get closer to you and heavier when you get away. They're all they can, like a leg press. They can all feel very different. And if you go in and just try and find your potential, you're probably going to hurt yourself if you're reasonably strong. So that's a caveat there. But for the most part, people are not getting, not touching the edge of their potential. 
the moment what I see, and I was actually the reason for this is I was watching this this morning in a gym. The moment people tend, not everybody, but the moment a lot of people tend to get in, they're in a set and it's starting to get difficult. It's just starting to hurt. They stop. It's just started to get difficult and you can see it. You can, I, I can, you, if somebody is training and they are training flat out, you will see it in their face. You will see it in their face and you'll be able to see it in the way that their body reacts and the, the, the speed of the rep and what they're doing and how they're, you can see it. It's like you would be able to see if someone was walking and not struggling breathing and, or if they were sprinting. Okay, one's going faster than the other, but you'd be able to tell at the end of, say, someone walks 100 meters and someone sprints it. You'd know which one was putting the effort in and which one wasn't. Like you just see it. It's physical. It's there. So what I see is the moment people it starts to get difficult and it starts to hurt, they stop. They think that's the, that's enough. They think that's their potential. That is when things are only just starting to work. All of the reps that you've done just to the point where it starts to get difficult are just to get you to the bit that works. And then you've got the what we would call like effective reps. Effective reps are from a point, there's a technical way of probably working this out, but essentially effective reps are the ones that are actually causing change. Are they rep one, two, three, and four? Probably bloody not. They're rep right, to, they're the last four right at the very end, right to the point where you come to a grinding halt. They're the only ones that have the ability to be the catalyst for change. And what do most people do? Stop just before that happens. Think about it. Like you can see it. And, and you will, I've done it. I know that I've done it. And we've all done it. The goal is to be conscious of doing it and not. Okay. It, stopping at the point where things start to get difficult. It's, it's, it's madness because you've just kind of done the beginning part of the journey in a set just to get to the point where things are going to change. It's like, oh, this is getting a little bit difficult. <clears throat> this is getting a little bit painful. That, that's probably where I'm supposed to stop. It's madness. When your body sends out a signal to stop, and I'm not talking about pain, like bad pain, like, you know, I don't know, an injury or, or something bad. When your body sends out a signal to stop, like, oh, you know, oh, please stop. This is difficult. That is when you need to dig in. That's the, that's the only time it actually starts to count. You need to focus on form, of course, because when it starts to get difficult is when you're, you're vulnerable. So you should have form nailed. Like we're taking that as a given, right? And then you dig out the reps and you go after failure. Not saying you go after failure on every set. We can talk about that another day. But if you, if you have no clue where failure, muscular failure, so we have two types of failure, task failure. In other words, I don't know, you can't grip the bar anymore or you lose form, right? So that's not good. We would stop at that point. Muscular failure is when you cannot contract your muscle against a given load anymore, okay, with perfect form. That's muscular failure. It's miles down the road from where most people stop. Miles, okay. Um, and if you, if you've, if, if for all the movements you do, if you don't know where that muscular failure is, then you do not know where your limits are and your boundaries. You don't know where that edge is. You don't know where you don't know how far out that is, and it's a lot further than you think. So, if you don't know where those limits and boundaries are, how can you push to them? You can't. So why would your body change? It won't. So what you've got to do is you, 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 you've got to have more desire, more hunger. The, the goal that you're going after, which is probably for an ideal physique, change your body, whatever it might be, it has to mean everything to you when you're in the gym. Everything. Nothing else matters 
when you're in there. It cannot, it must not. If you if you've stopped at ten reps, I say you you know you've counted. That's another thing. Everybody's just hitting ten reps or twelve reps because it's what's in their plan. Like numbers are kind of irrelevant to a point. To a point. If you've got ten reps sit, you know, written in your plan and you just hit ten reps, you're selling yourself so short it's insane. Forget the number. You go until you you go until you can't do any more basically. But let's say you've stopped at ten reps because you thought it was tough. Oh, it's just started to get a little tough and it hurts. Okay, and then imagine this. I appear next to you with a gun to your child's head and I ask you for five more reps or quite frankly, I ask you to keep going until you really cannot do any more. You would keep going because the driver that I've just put in front of you as harsh and as awful as that actually sounds is so strong. Your, your reason for finding the power and the energy and the contraction to do more reps will overpower you. And you will keep going. It's a harsh point. But if I rocked up next to you and put a gun next to your family's head and said, you keep going, I want five more reps. Like you just, you'd five, find, you'd find those five more easily. But then that proves a point to yourself. Well, why did you stop before those five? Why? Now, there is a, a degree to, there is a, an argument to say that there's self-preservation in there. Like our body's going to want to hold back a little bit. You've got, you've got to get through that. People hold back. People hold back. So, that, And this is also, let's say you've got four sets of something to do. It is very fair to say that most people will hold back on set one, two, and three because they know they've got a set four to do. There are strategies to overcome how to get around that, to get the most out of every set. And it's also fair to say, as a complete opposite argument to this, if you train to absolute muscular failure on set one, you've stuffed up set two, three, and four. Okay. So you would want to train very damn close to failure on set one, two, and three. In other words, there's still something left. You can still contract a muscle, okay? Then you can take set four or whatever it might be, the final set to failure. You get the most out of the whole, the whole movement doing that. But to be able to do that, to, if, you're not, if you're not training like this at the minute, you've got to create thoughts in your mind as dark as this is going to sound, you've got to create thoughts in your mind that are of pain and suffering, of fear, pain. Human's biggest driver is to move away from pain. Yeah, moving towards pleasure is good, but I, moving, to, moving away from pain is the biggest driver we've ever got. Why? Because it's moving away from the saber-toothed tiger. It's moving away from danger. It's self-preservation and it might save our life. That is our biggest driver. There's no way around that. So you, you've got to create in your mind pain and suffering. And the only thing that will take you away from that pain and suffering is more bloody reps. Just for that moment. You forget about it when you've walked out the gym, but just for that moment, you've got to create something in your mind that is so dark, so painful, like your life depends on it, that you will dig out more reps and stop tra training like a wet flannel. In fact, your life depends on it. And quite frankly, how about your child's life depends on it? Your family's life depends on it. Put something in your mind that, quite frankly, you wouldn't dare want to tell to another human because you can't quite explain it. Because if you can, whatever that might be for you, if you can build that in your mind and play that on a loop, you can use that to your advantage. Let me give you a really good example. There is a documentary on Netflix called The Last Dance, and it's about Michael Jordan and the Bulls. And one of the things that he became quite well known for 
was just basically making up shit in his own head and then using that as ammunition to just destroy people. And he was pretty good at it. So maybe someone did say something to him and he's like, it was maybe just in passing and it was a little bit of a joke. He's taken that in and thought, whether he's done it consciously or whether it was just some sort of mechanism, he's taken that comment in and twisted it and made it personal. So the next time he played against that person, he destroyed them. So he was using things. It's a mental approach to something. So if you be honest with yourself, if you are training a bit like a wet flannel and you know full well you're holding back and you're just ticking a box and maybe going through the motions and quite frankly, you're now pissed off because you ain't getting results, you've got to change something. This little thing here, this idea of I need to find out where safely where failure is. In other words, you just need to bloody train hard enough, right? It's as simple as that. But you've got to find a mechanism to get you there. That is your reason why. But if you don't have a reason why that you can pull out, Bloody well, make one. Make one up. Who cares? If it gets the job done, it gets the job done. So find something. Could be something from the past. It could be something your partner said to you about putting on a little bit of weight. That's a bit difficult because you might take that, you might take that dark thought home with you. Probably best not to do that. It could be, it could be a mate. It could be the way someone looked at you the last time you were on holiday and you're walking down the beach as if you were an out-shaped fat whale. And it you can just remember the look in their eyes. They looked you up and down and you're like, you felt shit. So take that and now use it. Create it into some dark thing that you can then pull upon because it will feel painful, it's suffering, and the only thing that's going to get you out of it are more reps and finding failure. So there you go. Just a little thought on, I suppose, mechanisms that you... Well, one, being aware of when you're training like a wet flannel. You need to understand it. Because if you think that mm, things are just getting a little bit difficult and just getting a bit hard, you think that's enough. I'm here to tell you it's not. Building muscle is really bloody difficult. It's really difficult. And it will get harder and harder and harder. So you need to get better and better and better. And most likely, what you're doing now isn't enough. It's, it's the person you need to become. Okay? So it's the person you now need to become to go and get the goals. Think about it that way. Like you go off and achieve a goal, the goal's great, but who did you become to get there? Like let's say you want to go and get a set of abs. You've never had abs in your life. Well, the person you are now is not good enough anymore. The person you are now, who you are now is not good enough. You need to become more to go off and get that goal, okay? So you need to become more, you need to be more focused, more determined, more resilient, more driven, more committed, more consistent, more, 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 better, better, better. Yeah. You are now no longer enough. If you have a goal in front of you, you are now no longer enough. It's it's who you are about to become that matters now. Not who you were, not who you are now. It's who are you going to evolve into that matters now. And who do you want that to be? Who do you want that to be? Do you want it to be Mr. Wet Flannel? that stops when it kind of hurts a little bit? Or do you want it to be, do you want to be something more, something greater? Because you can't have both. The choice is always going to be yours. So that's going to do it for today. I hope there's been something that's useful. Um, if you've made it through to the end of this, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, maybe leave us a five-star review. 
And also, uh, as always, if you felt that this was useful and you know someone out there who might benefit from maybe having Andy rant at them a little bit, then um, please do share this. Um, I massively appreciate it. The idea that we can reach out through this podcast and, and change lives is absolutely awesome. And I know that we're doing that. And I appreciate every single one of you that's left us reviews and every single one of you that's commented and sent in messages and passes this on to other people. It, it, it's, it's amazing and a, and a great way to better change another human's life for the positive. So once again, for me to you, I thank you. That will do us for today. I will be back next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Nailer underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.